something is wrong, and it's time to stand up. You are listening to the John A. Show. Trust no one. Trust no one. Trust no one. You found it. You are here. <laughs> You're headlong down the runaway train that is the Anomic Age, and I am your host, John H. Happy to be back with you again. In the not-so-wee hours of the a.m., I'm coming at you full force in the p.m. today. I don't know if that's for better or worse. I think that I am far better in the a.m., but what the hey. I like to do it a little bit when possible. In the PM too, I am. I'm a nocturnal, nocturnal creature, but occasionally I'm up in the PM too. Up in the PM and actually having a moment of clarity and brevity to myself, I suppose. And uh, here I am, and there you are. So thanks for being with us. Check out anomicage.com if you've not already done so. Like all the likes, subscribe to all the subscriptions. All the social media platforms are there. BitChute, Brighton, Rumble, Odyssey, Facebook, and YouTube. Still at all those. So if you are so inclined, like all those likes, subscribe to the subscriptions. Every single thing that I've ever put out is available, most importantly, and I want to underscore this, at anomicage.com. It's like atomic, but without a T. A-N-O-M-I-C. A-G-E dot com. Anomic Age. That's right, folks. But if you really want to help out and you really want to do anything that matters, paypal.me forward slash Anomic Age, patreon.com forward slash Anomic Age as well. When I say do something that matters, I mean do something that matters as far as actually helping me, the program, the broadcast, and those ever-climbing costs to keep this thing a-running. Because it's free for you. But certainly not free for me. If you catch my drift here, I'm hitting the cough button here and there and everywhere. I've been a little bit sick here for about a week and some change. I feel, I don't know, like 80% today. I still got some sort of uh, Shalazian cyst or sty or something of that sort in my left eye. So uh, that's what that's about. No need to start any conspiracy theories that I'm in that weird club of celebrity Freaks that are getting hit in the eye and all that mess, like Tom Hanks and Oprah, whatever yet. I, I would never be in that club. I would never be considered for that club. They would never even breathe in my direction, folks. And I certainly uh, certainly would not breathe in theirs. Anyway, nobody cares about that. You want to hear about this. The crux of today's program, as it were... We'll delve into the obligatory ordeal of covering the death of the Queen of England. And I say obligatory ordeal because kind of much like all this other jibber-jabber that becomes uh, fresh fruit for rotting vegetables, you know, the flavor of the week, the, the soup de jour. Now we got a new one, folks, so uh, shift your attention from here to there. The magician's not doing anything over here. Just keep your eye on the scoff. We get to talk about the death of the Queen of England for a couple minutes, and I will harp on that for a tad just to harp on something more pressing. So uh, the death of the Queen, 
in my humble opinion, much like the Ukraine. Insane for the Ukraine. Ukraine in the membrane. You know, all that shabazz that was going on for a while. Yeah, this is just more of that. I guess they couldn't orchestrate some sort of uh, false flag shooting, bombing, or killing. They couldn't divert your attention with a little bit more uh, Ukraine in the membrane. So now they pulled another carrot, or uh, I should say rabbit, out of the hat. (laughs) Carrot might be more apt. So now we get to talk about the Queen for a couple days, and that'll soak up the news cycle. Meanwhile, nothing real is happening, right? Don't... Don't look over here, look over there. So, yeah, I mean, what to cover with that? Uh, you know, what do you want to cover with that? <laughs> we got uh, the usual suspect Nazi connections we could get into with the English royal family. The fact that they're not English, the fact that they are, in fact, Transylvanian bloodlines from Vlad the Impaler. They just changed their name to Windsor to make it a little bit more obfuscation friendly. Uh, what do we got? Edward VIII's eighth and uh, what do we got? Duchess of Windsor. Is that correct? I, I feel like I'm wrong in that one. Edward VIII, most assuredly, he's in the pictures there with the Duchess. Oh, yeah, we got Edward VIII and the Duchess shaking hands with dear old Hitler. You see, folks, the takeaway from the actual truth and the real history is that that there wasn't this adversarial relationship between Hitler and the U.S. nor Hitler and the British. Were there bombings and and just blowing up all kinds of, of England? Yeah. You see, it's the same thing that I tell people now that they can't seem to digest. They want you dead. They care about you the the you, you know, in quotes, the us, about as much as we care about an ant we may or may not step on on the way to and fro to the house, folks. They don't care about the populace. They don't care about the people. They don't care about us. Get serious. So there was a very – look at the real history, not the bull history. I mean it's, it's replete with the fact that there was a Nazi connection between Britain and a Nazi connection between the U.S., Standard Oil, anyone? Jeep, anyone? Ford, anyone? Edward VIII, anyone? I mean, come on, folks. It ain't that hard to connect the dots, is it? Where's that next picture at? Oh, come on. You're going to give me the next picture? Fine. I'll move it myself, huh? That's okay. Watch this. I swear I will get the next picture on the screen one way or the other. How's that? This is from the Mira from several years ago. It shows old Edward VIII teaching a young Queen Elizabeth the Nazi salute tore a steel cap boot. Tell me why, tell me why, tell me why. Yeah, it shows you the old Nazi salute. You know, and I, I'm not even blaming the Queen there at that young age. It's just sort of par for the course. It should show you once again... It's a great ministry song called TV2. And the chorus is, connect the bleep bleep dots. You can figure out what the bleep bleeps are. You can just listen to it or look it up on your own. Connect the dots, folks. It's not that hard. It's relatively easy to connect the dots between this mess, isn't it? 
So, am I blame, blaming a very young child queen for saluting the Nazi salute? No. But you can't deny the clear connections to the evil, to the dead bodies on the uh, the royal grounds, to the Jeffrey Epstein connections, to the uh, royal family connections, to the pedophile rings. I mean, this goes on and on, doesn't it? <laughs> to the Jimmy Savile connections to it all. So, I suppose I say this because I get nauseated with people. I don't. I don't think mourning is the right word. I would just go so far as kissing the ring, continually kissing the ring of the royal anything, grooming the stool, if you will. They're all too eager, just clamoring to groom the stool of the royal whatevers. And I find it repulsive, repugnant, revolting, uh, retching, just sickening, folks. It is sickening. But what this really boils down to is a cultural problem. It, it shows that the Tavistock Institute and the CIA with all their various tentacles and tendrils of propaganda have quite an effect. They have an effect within every single reaching bound of popular culture. That just means pop culture, the culture, the popular culture of the day. There's always going to be counterculture, subcultures, and otherwise outlier groups within the popular culture that do not digest the pablum as readily as the rest. But for the most part, it's the popular culture. It's the same wag-the-dog garbage that's been going on for decades, centuries, millenniums, however you want to frame it. But this idol worship of the royal family, most specifically. I mean, anything king or queen, I guess you could say generally. But for some reason, Americans have this, this need, this compulsion to worship the royals, the royal family of England, most specifically. I've never quite understood it. I can recall members of my own family, the females specifically, not the males, I didn't give her rats. The females is all too eager to clamor about the queen and what's going on here and what's going on there, and I couldn't give a rusty red rat's patoot what's going on across the pond in the royal family's various lairs. But I go back to the point of propaganda and these various propaganda streams that I aforementioned there, particularly because I think that's where it begins. I mean, if you want to look at the Germanic tales, they kind of give you cautionary tales of of the evil witch in the forest that's burning children and turning them into bread, of the evil queens and the evil kings, if you want to look at it through that uh, myopic lens. But I think more specifically, if you look at the popular culture, the popular culture's revelation of these tales, they've taken them and twisted them, and they've taken them and supplanted any sort of cautionary tale that once existed, and in its place, 
put this glorification, emulation, idolatry tales in place. If you look at all the Disney movies, all the popular culture, whether it's television, TV show, radio show, if you want to go all the way back, there's this popularization of the tale of the king and the queen. The benevolent, loving king and queen, the benevolent, loving prince and princess, the prince saves them all, the princess rules them all, and they all live in this harmonious, happy tale. And folks, I'm here to tell you, that is not the truth. You got to separate signal from noise, and everything I just delivered was nothing but noise that the mainstream media, the mainstream popular culture, the Five Eyes, the Tavistock Institute, the MI5, the MI6, the CIA, and all the alphabet soup agencies that I didn't list, this is what they go to great lengths to popularize generation after generation after generation. So we look at these scumbags, these people that rule over other people, these people that take from all and give to themselves, these people that for some reason people feel a compulsion to bow down to, to kiss the ring of, to be knighted by, to subserviently protect, subserviently idolize. I would say ritually, just ritually suffuse themselves in the lie. They suffuse themselves in the lie in such a fashion that the lie becomes a reality. I've talked about this many times before where the lie does become the reality. I've said this so many times on this show. The lie can become the reality. It's defining your own reality. Defining your reality with a lie, it becomes this congealed mass, a cancerous tumor that you believe, that other people believe, that they'll give you the lip service that they believe in any other sense of the word. And it becomes your reality. It's defining your reality. And it's defining the reality in a lie. But that that lie becomes crystallized and metastasized within the community, within the greater culture, where it becomes reality. And then folks like myself and others that point out, hey, the emperor has no clothes, the queen, the king, the prince, the princesses, these people are scum. These people prey on the weak. They've done it for generations. They're not even real English royalty. They're Transylvanian. They're not real kings or queens in the first place. And what does the Bible say you're supposed to bow to in general? It sure as bleep isn't a king or a queen. When it says every knee shall bow, it ain't talking about a king or a queen in the human sense. It's talking about a greater king. The father of this world, the father of creation. Let me retract that. The father of this world, I would say, is Satan. The father of all creation, the father of humanity, the father of all of us being God. Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is the king of all kings that we should bow to. It sure as bleep is not some self-aggrandizing king or queen of not just England, but anywhere else for that matter. Don't matter where it is. 
So I say all that to uh, to just kind of I want to shake the cages of people a little bit. I want people to get to get rattled into coherence, into awakeness. Because I don't look at social media all that much, but I was just scrolling through the Facebook a little bit today, and there was people up there. I suppose posting morning messages for the the queen. I suppose we got the the new king now, King Charles. Wow! I mean, look at the connections between this scumbag. Man, it almost pains me to say what I want to say, and for my own self respect and my family's, I'm not going to say with uh, with the gravity that I'd like to what I'd like to. But uh, I mean, that's. What is so sickening and otherwise nauseating, I think for me, is just to look at that and see 2022, the people that I follow and try to keep up with on these social media sites, I would say most of them are not idiots. They're not just trolls and morons. Uh, But that being said, it's still, it shows you the cognitive dissonance of people who know a lot and still are, are sort of like not privy or not willing to accept that these people are scum. I, I don't know. You can get into Rudolf Hess as well. I mean, he, he remained in the, the Tower of London for Pete's sake knows how long. Rudolf Hess, uh, a, a Nazi, what was he, a Nazi political and leading member of the Nazi party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He flew into England, parachuted in, wanted to try to broker a peace deal, and bottom line, they didn't want a peace deal, folks. They didn't want peace. Just like they don't want peace now. It's the same old song again and again. They don't want you healthy. That's why they feed you bleep that makes you unhealthy. They don't want you well. That's why the cult of pharmacia keeps you sick. They don't want you awake. That's why they, through that uh, sleight of hand, feed you stuff that is quote-unquote woke, which is in fact asleep. They don't want you close to God. That's why they demonize God and subvert God by these 501c3 World Council of Churches, synagogues of Satan. So everything that you perceive that they want for you, just invert it, because that is the reality. Yeah, Rudolf Hess. So I wanted to talk about this a little bit too, because if you're looking at the image on the screen, or not on the screen right now, because that'd be me, but this show's image, if you will. It's God Save the Queen! And I did that pun in cheek and all sorts of intent to give a proper homage to the Sex Pistols, to Johnny Rotten, to John Lydon. Because God Save the Queen being the British anthem. And I don't think people sometimes properly have that perspective to just how blasphemous the Sex Pistols were. And there's arguments where it was a contrived group where they were just sort of put together, these guys that hung out in the fetish shop, and they were, uh, I won't go so far as to say a monkey's s group, because they all played their own instruments, they all did the songs, they all did everything and toured together. But there's been some that would criticize and say that it was um, Malcolm McLuhan, is that, is, I could be mistaken in, in that, so... I believe that's the gentleman that sort of put all these people together and said, hey, let's make a band and I'll I'll manage you. We'll conquer the world, so forth and so on. <clears throat> so there's those people that would say that just to put disparaging 
sentiment out there towards a sex business. I'm not even going to touch any of that because, frankly, I don't stinking care. I'm going to go on what they did, the songs they wrote, and the groundbreaking group that was the Sex Pistols. So their big controversial one, God Save the Queen. So the the Queen was going down the, the Thames, I believe, there. And the Sex Pistols got their own boat and their own float, so to speak, and were playing their own songs as a mockery to the Queen. Yeah, I got that. That's where the image comes from. So if you're looking at the image here, good grief, I don't actually have it pulled up myself. But if you're looking at the image there, it's an image of the teacups. Yeah, the Queen's Silver Jubilee, 1952 to 1977. So that's what that's all about. That's what that's all about. It's the Queen's Silver Jubilee. And in 1977, in my humble opinion, I know there was the Sex Pistols and the Stooges and so forth before that and the MC5. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about, I would say, the year that punk broke is 77. And that act of rebellion, that act of dissonance, that act of almost, I would dare say, tyranny. How blasphemous it must have been in that time. Because think about it, in that time there were no punks. There were no anything of a raucous, rebellious nature. Everybody was still in their hangover from the 60s burnout threat hippie moron generation. So that's where everybody was as far as countercultures go or as far as rebellion goes. This this drugged out, orchestrated, Tavistock Institute, CIA run op of the 1960s to create dissident groups that they could control with Operation Chaos and so forth and so on. Plugging it in with drugs and LSD and the electric Kool-Aid acid test and Leary and all that bull. That's what the 60s was. We'll be more, and you can bet, will be more than a drugged-out threat. So, anyway. So that's what uh, the 77 Sex Pistols really spurred, I think. It spurred this dissidence to the queen, this, this dissidence to the royal family. So she was going down the river there, and so were the Sex Pistols, and they were singing these songs. I wish I could, I should just show you, I should just pull it over there and show it to you, but I'm not going to. If you're listening to this, just go back and you can look at the, the image, if you will. But I'm going to read a little Sex Pistols to you. Let me pull that up on the screen for you. If I can, and I know I can. There we go. Let's just move that on over. Oh, can we? This is why you need producers, folks, and you need a, a litany of people to help you to actually put out a more quality program. But in lieu of that, and since I have no money, let's just do this. We'll go over the lyrics. I'm going to go over the lyrics. I, I'm going to roll through their entirety, and I'm going to break them down and discuss why they were important. Here we go. God save the queen, the fascist regime. 
They made you a moron. A potential H-bomb. So the fascist regime, I would say, is calling calling out everything I just covered. It is a legitimate fascist regime. There were connections to Hitler. It, it, it's clear. It's prima facie. They did make you a moron. How'd they make you a moron? By feeding you pablum. By feeding you British invasion, British invasion, have some drugs, have some hash, just sit around on your... Let's move on. God save the queen. She's not a human being. And there's no future. And England's dreaming. <laughs> yeah, I can't play this song for you, but I can darn sure at least read the lyrics, huh? She ain't no human being, huh? Is that a little precursor to David Icke coming out by John Lydon in 77? Hmm? I'm not sure. There's no future in England's dreaming. I think one of the underlying currents of this entire song is just the false facade. The plastic, it's okay, we are keeping up appearances that we all see within our own nation, sometimes within our own families. And in this song particularly, it is talking about within England. There is no future in England's dreaming. Because during this time period, there were all kinds of riots. There were uh, the, the trash men going on strike. There were piles of refuse all about the streets. But of course, to keep up appearances, everything's just fine. Everything's fine. Don't be told what you want. Don't be told what you need. There is no future. No future. No future for you. Uh, yes, Johnny, I believe what you're saying 110%. I would echo those sentiments tenfold in 2022. Don't be told what you want. Don't be told what you need. He's echoing the plastic society. That was just beginning to crop up, I would say, and would be personified even greater in the 80s and beyond. Where we are told what we want, we are told what we need. Now, even ever more, by talking heads on high at the big networks and a litany of other infiltrated talking heads all across the not-so-mainstream networks of podcasts, videocasts, and the like. Don't be told what you want. Don't be told what you need. You think that's some good advice, 77? I'd say so. Let's move on. God save the queen. We mean it, man. We love our queen. God saves. God save the queen. Because tourists are money. And our figurehead is not what she seems. Whoa. Not what she seems. What do you mean there, Johnny? You mean she's a reptilian like David Icke might in, might inquire? I'm not disagreeing at all. By the way, I'm saying it's a, it's a darn sure possibility. I wouldn't, I would not remove anything from being possible here in 2022 when we see the mess that we are in, the satanic global morass of filth, scum, and villainy. I'm not so sure that the Aztecs and Mayans weren't right with Kukulkan and Quetzalcoatl, that there is a reptilian form. I'm not saying there is, but I'm darn sure saying, I don't know. <laughs> Look into it. 
I don't know. Let's move on. Because tourists are money and our figurehead is not what she seems. Yeah, I think tourists are money is just playing into that notion of the idol worship. Where we all go to England, we see Big Ben, we see the changing of the guard, we see the tower in the distance, we see all this pomp and circumstance and kissing of the ring and crowns and just bull. But we somehow forget the villainy. We forget the scum. We forget the slavery. We forget the colonialism. We forget 1776. I mean, I just don't get it. I've never understood what this love affair is that the average moron American has with the crown. And that's a royal family. I just don't get it myself. Oh, God, save history. God, save your mad parade. Oh, God, have mercy. All crimes are paid. <laughs> All crimes are paid, huh? I don't know. I think he's a little tongue-in-cheek saying that uh, either, number one, all crimes that the royal family commits are going to be covered up and paid for. Or just that collateral damage of anybody that tries to show what's really going on. Going on. (laughs) Their crimes may be paid. I'm not sure on that one. Let's roll with it. Oh, when there's no future, how can there be sin? We're the followers, excuse me, we're the flowers in the dustbin. We're the poison in the human machine. We're the future, your future, your future. I think he's giving a little hope there. He's saying, you know, if we uh, be that squeaky wheel that gets the grease in, if we be that proverbial cog in the machine that stops this global satanic death cult process and their processes from continuing to roll over the vast masses of humanity generation after generation. I'm thinking maybe if we actually stand up on our hind legs and act like we got a pair rather than rolling over and playing dead on that Pavlovian dog grave that we're all sitting on, then maybe we'll actually get somewhere. But I don't know. God save the queen. We mean it, man. We love our queen. God save the queen. God save the queen. No future. Oh, we got one more verse here. God save the queen. We mean it, man. There is no future in England's dreaming. God save the queen. No future. No future. No future for you. Yep. He was right in 77. He's right in 2022. I can't think of any future that I see for me and you other than a future of debilitation, communism, socialism, concentration camps, labeled as FEMA camps, tyranny, medical mafia tyranny, the occult tyranny. The scientific deification of these different uh, 2022 versions of Joseph Mingala. I see that as our future. I really do, folks. I don't care if this is glass, glass half empty, glass half full. I don't even see a glass, folks. I see a a glass shattered on the floor. 
shoved in our throats and faces. What's it old, 1984? Uh, the future is um, boot stomping on a human face forever. Yeah, I see it stomping on our human face into those broken bits of glass, which were half empty to begin with. And I see that coupled into that brave new world future as well, where everybody's drugged out and on their own version of pablum to where they don't even care. What's that? Uh, Marx has quotes, uh, religion is the opium of the masses. I would say our present day religion is spot on the opium, opium of the masses because I think that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it's become. It's the World Council of Churches, 501c3. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Everything's okay because we're all saved in grace anyway, right? That's sort of the mantra of the contemporary synagogue of Satan. Yeah, that's my two shakes on it, if you want to, my opinion. What do we got on the time clock? We got 33 minutes. Wonderful. You know, I got a little bit more to talk about. I'm going to talk about pride later. No, not the pride you're thinking about. No, no, just a different pride. But I'm going to save that for later, folks. For right now, I think we have all queened out. <laughs> So, folks, you can't do everything, but you can do something. Feel free to get out there, do your part, and make a difference. Until next time, be safe out there, and I'll be seeing you sooner than later. In the Anomic Age. Thank you for listening to The Anomic Age, a John Age project. For past shows, further info, and to comment, go to anomicage.com. That's A N O M I C A G E.com. Till next time, thank you for listening to The Anomic Age. I'm <laughs> sorry.